What's up, classmates? We are back. Today's podcast episode is a class discussion recorded April 29th on Instagram Live with Albert Pham. Albert is a photographer and creative director based in Atlanta. He works alongside producer and rapper Childish Major. He's done everything from shooting his editorial campaigns, album covers, to directing his music videos, and also producing a beat on his latest album. We connected with Al back in 2018. He did a photo shoot with Childish Major where he was wearing our No Diploma hoodie. And the photos ended up on Billaboard.com and Hypebeast and other publications. And honestly, that was a big pivotal moment for us because we had just launched the brand and it really gave us that confidence at an early stage. So we're, we're forever grateful for Al and Childish for giving us that love and support early on. In this discussion, we dove into Albert's story his come up as a photographer, how he got in contact with Childish Major, his experience on the tour life, and getting other opportunities like shooting the legend Dapper Dan. We also spoke about his passion for music and how he learned to produce at the legendary Revenge of the Dreamers camp. So there's a lot of insight, a lot of knowledge that Albert had to share. So for all you photographers out there, especially the ones who dream to work with musicians, this is a great class discussion to tune into. Make sure to go check out our recent class discussions. The episodes are available on all streaming platforms. Check out our website at nodiploma.ca for some new merch. Let's get into it, guys. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Much love. Peace. Struggle. How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing great, bro. I'm, I'm happy that we got to do this, bro. Like, yeah, no, that we meet each other and, uh, since 2018, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you came to the Billy show, right? Yeah, bro. I, I didn't yeah. get to meet you. I got to meet uh, Childish, but I didn't get yeah. you in the cut. I was backstage. You told me everything. I was like, damn, I can't believe yeah. I missed him. And I, I hooked up the, that crew neck, too, for your Harvard uh, speech. Oh, dude. That thing was so dope. <laughs> That the 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 what color was it? It was the crimson one too. That shit yeah. was Man, I just wanted to start off by saying uh, how much you know appreciation we have for for you guys, and it's been amazing to watch your growth as a photographer as well and the progression. And I was just posting that on our story today uh, for the people that don't know the the shoot that you guys did in 2018 uh, just helped us a lot as a small independent brand mm-hmm. to kind of you know put our foot in the door and have more confidence. So man, that's always love for you guys man and uh, Dude, yeah, that's that's that. always childish on that and i have to give him like he was on you guys before i even knew about you guys i think mm. he was wearing the black one that you guys had like the very first one the black the first uh, one, yeah. one just the crew neck um pullover one and he wore it for like i think a month or something like that and then the shoe came around he, you hit set him a pack he was like dude i gotta wear yeah. this and it just Great. worked out <laughs> yeah dude man without further ado i just want to jump into like your story bro how you all got started well, for, for the people that don't know on our side, do you want to give a little short introduction about who you are, what you do? Yeah, um, name's Albert Pham. Uh, past few years, people call me Al. Going by that, too. Um, started as a photographer for Childish Major, um, I think in 2017, November. Yeah. Just ran it with him, just kept doing everything with him, two tours later, stuff like that. Started creative directing for the man. Um, then got into more music directing videos for him. And since then, it's just like the floodgates have just opened. Yeah. I just felt like I've been doing like everything for like, amazing, from creative direction to even sometimes uh, thankful, thankfully, yeah, music production. For <laughs> I see you, bro. But yeah, I've been doing That's that amazing. too. 
Um, so how did, it, how did uh, the love for photography start for you? Like, when did photography kind of start? So that was like, I think, freshman year of uh, high school. You know, um, mixed background. My mom is uh, super mixed. My dad is Vietnamese, but like, my mom is a musician. So like, growing up, me and my siblings yeah, all had the passion for music and stuff like that. And then my dad sat us down and was like, be honest. You really think music is going to get you guys this far like that? So I was like, okay. I weighed my options a bit, and I saw someone was like, one of my classmates I got in a camera. I was like, okay, that's really dope. So I got a camera of some money I saved up around Super Bowl uh, freshman year. Shot everything from then, and then like started, I was in musical theater in high school. So I started doing headshots for the people in the theater classes and stuff like that. Uh, eventually, like seniors started hitting me up, like, can you do my senior portraits and stuff like that? Was this in, in Atlanta? Yeah, uh, Johns Creek, Alfred okay. area. Okay. A little bit north of Atlanta, probably like 30 okay. minutes, but it's still relatively close. Okay, um, nice. Yeah, started doing that and then came to college into Atlanta, at Georgia State. Right. Got into the whole music scene. I actually got into iPhone photography for a little bit. I wiped everything off my page. Nice. Swopes, if any of you guys have heard of her, she's super fine from Chicago. Um, but yeah, and then I sort of lost a drive for it eventually. And then everything started getting super clustered with school. I ended up taking a little break. Taking a year <laughs> off. Kind of, yeah, <laughs> Sorry, exactly. Um, so I did that. And then funny enough, uh, I, I met this guy named Mustafa Abubakar through one of my brothers. I joined a fraternity in college and he okay. introduced me. And um, he wrote for Rolling Stone at the time. So like mm. any freelance stuff that he had, um, he needed help with, he would just hit me up to like come shoot. And we had pitched an idea to Childish called Cooking with Childish. And that was the first time we had ever met. And, was that um, like some sort of interview style type thing? Kinda, it was more yeah. of a pitch because we're trying to get blogs to pick up on it. No one is really like, back then, I don't think Childish had much, um, like he had blog coverage, but he didn't have like as much. And like, just to get content up, Mustafa had the idea was like, let's try to do a little bit with Childish because Right. I feel like you've heard of him. I vaguely have heard of him at the time because I knew he was working There's with more the guy. producer side. And then, yeah. Uh, kind of, yes, actually it was. He had only dropped like, two songs. Yeah. yeah. He only had two songs out of the time. At least I think I knew him. Um, but yeah, um, two months after that, I ended up working with him because he had hit me up. Uh, he posted on his story, asked, looking for a photographer and hit them back. Went on a crazy ass like weekend trip to Ohio never even knew the guys and we drove to no the way. snow yeah it was like you, you down i was like yeah let's go drove to that the snow in ohio and like me and deshaun did you meet deshaun when you came down no not yet not yet okay no. so if you any guys who don't know deshaun he's a childish manager so like we we're the only ones awake in the car and like we literally saw like a semi 12 wheeler or whatever a semi truck on fire like at three in the morning through this blizzard of snow and we're freaking out <laughs> I think that's what solidified me and his relationship for sure. Cause we're like, we break that together. <laughs> you gotta go through it, man. Yeah. Yeah, up. dude. No, for that's sure. Cool. So that's how you kind of connected with Childish. Once you yeah. had your photography, like, you know, started shooting, you kind of mm -hmm. just hit him up with your friend. Then exactly. just from there went on that trip. And I, I guess that trip kind of built that relationship and trust with you guys. Is yeah, kind of. No? Deshaun yeah, said yeah. he was like he was like we gotta take him everywhere and Chowder's like oh, we'll go back and we'll talk about this. <laughs> Thankfully enough, the man changed his mind. 
and uh, here we are today. But yeah, mainly the love for photography started like high school up until I got to college. That was when I really like found like, okay, this is really cool. I'm really yeah. interested in it. Got, like dabbled in photography. I was really into like heavy um, conceptual photos back in high school. So like I was right. building like sets and kind of like making weird like. This like is a studio, lot of weird studio stuff. shoots. Not really. Um, no? It was like I'm, there's this one photo I had where like yeah, have you ever seen the movie Signs? Like super uh, yes. old yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like you remember that one Classic. scene where we're like oh protecting the aliens we gotta wear like the the foil thing on our head. Right. Yeah, so like I made like a foil thing for my head and like I had a, I had one little um, softbox light and I had a, a little green filter or something like that. And I put it in, in front of my flash. And I just set it up like outside the windows and I just like snap shots, kept snapping shots. Uh, yeah, yeah, I kept snapping shots um, and I like made this whole little thing and like combined all the images and stitched them all together and like tried to teach myself Photoshop and stuff like that. It was really cool. It was, it was fun because it was experimental. Yeah, that was, I start, missed that bro. shit. Yeah. That's the best part I feel like about creating, just like not knowing anything and just experimenting, trying right. to figure out what you want to do and like how to get there. Because then you find like different ways you want to shoot, different like styles too. Yeah, I think dude. that's the best like part as a photographer. It's not. It's like how you use your camera, you know, and like. Mm -hmm. The, and I, I feel like you're a strong point too. You're really good with graphics too, bro. Like I feel like thank you. you're you're able to give like an extra um, mm. texture to, to things and everything. So I think, I think that adds to your style. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. So that definitely I joined yearbook and that's how I started learning graphics because people mm. are all in design and like Illustrator at the right. time. And I picked up uh, making T-shirts in yearbook for like the school. And so I started learning stuff like that. And it was, it was a cool process. I still want to like, I want to get back into designing, like just like logos or like just different other stuff, but haven't had the time for it. It's it's like, bro, the stuff you see nowadays, I know like you're crazy. You guys are snapping on the design <laughs> and everything. But like, it is insane keeping up with the new people out here, dog. Crazy, bro. It's yeah. Yeah. And so tell, so tell me once, once you did that trip, because the tour wasn't too too far after that too right like was that your first kind of tour that you've done and like kind of because yeah. you did some recap videos you were doing the videos too eh, for that mm -hmm. yeah i hated videos i love it now yeah. <laughs> i hated videos back then and like deshaun and Charles would tell you the same thing man like uh videos were never my strongest point it was the hardest thing to like get around yeah. to learning for sure and like i think by being around um the team, uh, Childish and all of them, like, it started uh, making me realize and started learning that, like, I can just center myself into, like, my own craft, like, make sure I'm 100% on that craft and, like, just put on my directing hat and start actually, like, composing and, like, trying to make a team and form stuff and right. try to um, just not handle it all on my own. Because that was before I, I tried to do everything. It was just sometimes it definitely got a lot and it's super stressed out. It's just... It's not worth it. You can always try to learn something. It's the best part is to learn something, but like to be the best is the hardest thing. And like I was at, yeah. yeah, at the time in my life, I couldn't do that. I definitely wasn't in like a mental um, headspace or anything like that. But like the team, like it literally takes a village. Like that's the biggest fucking quote I've of all time. That's what everyone said in theater too. Like mm -hmm. that applies to every aspect of like what I do now. 
Right. Yeah. And how how like how big is the team too with you guys? You guys are like a like yeah, photographer manager. No, I think I think the closest comes to photographer manager would be Deshaun, throwing mm. some stuff out there to help me, and then my sister helping me out on her side because she's oh, yeah. done a lot of corporate work. She uh, uh, she's the first creative director in the family, really. She she's the one that got me on my path of being a creative director. To be honest. Bless bless her, man. That's yeah. amazing. Sure. So, yo, how was that? How was that experience on tour, bro? Like your first time, kind of, you know, getting out there, going to city to city. Was it um, like a lot of pressure for you, or did you have fun? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was so much pressure. It was like the first moment, like the first time I had to like, or not had to, but like I myself really wanted to prove myself, like show what I could do, like the skill sets I had, and like how far I can really push myself and. Going back to the videos, we're supposed to make recap videos for the first one. I made one. <laughs> it was horrible. I could not get myself to do any of the other ones. I tried, like, I kept going at it and going at it, but, like, everything I made was just, ugh. It was super frustrating. So, like, I started um, uh, reaching out to other people while I was on the road. Like, before, like, social media is cool and stuff like that. I love social media, but, like, I'm never really, like, on it that much. I'm on it, but I don't communicate on it. Sorry. Right. <laughs> yeah. But um, same with my, bro, I have like 300 unread messages in my phone. I'm just a horrible communicator. <laughs> but uh, I started reaching out more, started um, trying to like get advice from other people around. Like, uh, I know one dude on me, I was Jack Bannon. He is crazy right now. If anyone started him, he's snapping. But he put me on to some other people, started like looking up and like starting to like research and stuff like that. I started getting a feel once we got into the Billy tour of like how I really want to direct and like what area and like how I wanted my videos to turn out and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and that, that was when I, that was the second tour is when I really had my drive to like, okay, I could probably figure out video from here. Right. Um, but the first tour was, I mean, the video was the hardest part for me in the first tour, but the part the second hardest part was trying to keep up with like life here and like, trying to stay on the road at the same time and being the mindset of like, I'm working, I'm not on a vacation. Oh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of people at home are just like, oh, it's so cool, you're going on the road and stuff like that. It's like, go, 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 man. It's not yeah, it's stuff. definitely yeah. go, go, go. It's, there are definitely cool moments for sure. Um, but like most of the time, it's not as glamorous as you think. <laughs> like maybe like <laughs> four people in one hotel room two on the floor stuff That's like it. that trying to make through the night you gotta do, bro. yeah dude uh but you look but, back to that later too man and you just you know it's 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 memories too and dude, you guys are building memories. you know you guys are building so yeah yeah it's i would say it's the best team building <laughs> trying to survive a tour together if you can do a tour with people you can survive it because <laughs> mm. living bad. living is the hardest part yeah <laughs> Cause you, yeah. you went from you went from like doing campaign shoots for childish and then mm -hmm. uh you know shooting covers like single covers to yeah. album covers yeah and now you're directing like videos so like tell me kind of like the pro the process of that where you like just kind of gain confidence as a as a creative um let's see i would say after the first tour is when i really started getting my confidence of like um mm being like that creative director or like not that creative but being a creative director right because um, like i ha before the first tour i was probably there three months 
we went up yeah three months i started with them in december and then we went on a tour in march so like i like we knew each other but like we still weren't that close of close friends yet um mm-hmm. but like definitely after the tour like brothers always like from like this point forward and like they started giving me like the confidence within them to like mm. be who i can be because like they knew i had the eye like they just knew they just need, knew i needed the guidance to right. get ready to get yeah 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 and have like groove probably one of like the great craziest and like best producers i know but like definitely one of like the best people to have in like my corner at the time because like he was we we're the only two that smoked <laughs> on like tour and stuff like that so like we we're always together and stuff and we're just talking and he would always just be like yo like you got this dog like you can like you don't even know how far you are like you can go as far as like, you can even think i'm like mm. oh you really think that <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it was you, you it need was those just, people around you man that up yeah kind of re- refine you and, and kind of tell you like yo you, you got this man don't worry and, and that that was probably my biggest realization because for me it was at the time was going through a lot of like mental headspace struggles trying to mm-hmm. figure out like ah oh, dang like I'm on a break from school right now. Like, what am I going to do? Like, funny enough, like, it's just like, when I look back on it, everything just kind of aligned. Just right. weirdly enough, like the time I took my break to meeting Musafo to meeting Childish and all that. But it, it, it was just very stressful trying to like give myself my own confidence and to have people around you believe in you. That is a big fucking thing. I feel like that most people really like they think they have it but like at the end of the day like people are going to share your songs people are going to do all this but like if no one's telling you to get up off your ass like get out and go do something you're not going to be motivated to do it and that's what they fucking did to me there's they call me every day are you are you working yeah i'm working all right cool did you finish the video yeah i finished the video like <laughs> non-stop non-stop to where i got to the point where they gave me the trust and belief to where i can like actually create a direct to where he is right now mm. and i'm forever thankful for that because like amazing, before like right? i'm a huge procrastinator and i feel like that's a lot of um that's a that's a big thing people are nowadays like people just put stuff off and like, oh, i'll get back to it but it's hard yeah. getting back into it if you don't actually get back into it and like having someone there bro like you'll never not get to it <laughs> you need those minds around you man you know yeah. you know, those that there's a, a way of thinking that, that gets you to the next level and uh no, yeah for sure. bro, that's, that's beautiful bro i said I, I don't even know how you guys really got started oh <laughs> bro yeah, I, could, uh, I could go short i'll give you a short short story Definitely. for uh yeah basically bro i was i was just studying uh uh fashion design actually before oh, dropping man. out of like two other colleges before that and uh <laughs> And I thought if I was going to go study something that I enjoyed, that I liked, that maybe it would be like better. And yeah. first day of school, man, I went to get an internship uh, just because I thought I was going to learn better in the industry by like working with people. So mm-hmm. I just ended up working with different brands and just kind of releasing my own stuff while being in school. And yeah. I was getting better response and more fulfillment by doing things that I wanted to create than having to submit things that were graded on a on a way that i didn't want to like it's hard to grade creativity you know so for me it was just like, yeah so after two years i decided to to leave and i worked for one of my favorite brands and i kind of had that mentorship 
where I was just like, you know, working under this brand that I looked up to for the last couple of years mm-hmm. and then kind of made my way through there. went to Paris fashion. We kind of learned the ropes, you know, yeah. and then I got back and yeah, bro, like no diploma, like two words kind of fell in my lap one day and it just really resonated with me at the time. Cause like I was seeing all my friends get out of school, yeah. uh, getting these government <laughs> jobs or like these high. No, no. Yeah. So, and I had a lot of pressure from, you know, like whether it's parents or just like people around me, like friends and yeah. just kind of keeping up to those expectations, you know? So when those two words kind of came around, I was uh, doing a lot of projects with clothes and I was using clothes as a means to tell my story. So that was just a story at first. I just wanted to tell people like no diploma and it turned into a brand like a year later. So that was kind of the short story of it version. Of That's fine. <laughs> No, yeah. I mean, that's the way you just told that was probably this where I'm, I was at when I was meeting Charles right. and saw the brand. Because mm. when we shot the cover was a month after our, our tour. Like the very first time I met him, not even mm. like the Big Crit one was like, it was January, two months before the Big Crit tour. It was January, yeah. Yeah, so it was a month. the brand in like January. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, like that, the message is, I definitely got off the point because I was just like, damn, I feel like shit right now for like, I don't know what my parents think about me. I don't know yeah. what my friends are going to think about me, but like, I think when you finally come to terms of who you want to be and like where your happiness is, you can manifest like what you exactly, want. Exactly, bro. Yeah. You, gotta, yeah, you gotta have the right people in your corner. Like, you gotta make sure, sure. Like, every day you're going hundred percent at it. Facts. Stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, tell me, tell me about the shallow dimes video, bro. Was that your first <laughs> video you, you directed? No, Which so one? the first first video we ever did was Diet, um, March last year. Okay, Which I don't know if you've seen it. Again? I probably uh, seen it. I just don't remember. Need to if you haven't. But um, so he had this No Allegro song that he had um remix. I forgot what song uh, it was with Snow, but um, amazing song, and it was about like I remember if we had played it in a meeting um we're on tour and it was just like the song was just it's called diet but the chorus kind of alluded to one of the persons saying the meetings like are you telling the girl to diet or something <laughs> and so like we're just like no like if you really think about it it's just it's um it's like deeper than that it's just like about the relationship like maybe break and stuff like that and there's always like the surrounding idea of like how we're we gonna release this then like how we're we gonna do this how we gonna do that and um he said one day, he was like, yo, we should just make a music video for it and just drop it on YouTube and just put it on YouTube. Like, don't put it anywhere else. I was like, I, I like that idea. So like, we started thinking of what we wanted to do for it. And that was my first time really like trying to plan out a music video. I didn't even write a treatment for it. I didn't even know what a treatment at the time was. Right. <laughs> and um, we came upon this idea of running out like a white space studio um and we did that and we found a dancer like dance behind him and i was like uh what video that i had a video that i referenced to him where it was like it showed just subtle movements of figures and stuff like that and i felt like the way that we could get that effect live and not trying to do a post because i didn't know like about video editing really and uh was trying to taper up um some fabrics behind him so we had clear sequin fabrics and we had uh another layer of a, a, a different type of fabric that was kind of see-through too. I think it was more sheery. I think it was a sheer fabric. 
and um, we layered them on top of each other and we had a hard light pushing from the back of it forward behind him. So like when the dancer was in front of it, she like her shadow was just casted right behind him. It was huge. So it looked like it was just blowing. And we had someone like trying to like ripple the sheets too while the <laughs> video was going. So to give it that effect. And um, he had this other video that he referenced. It was a, I can't remember the song so long ago, but it was a one shot take. That was the video. I no way. Yeah, it was wow. a one shot take of a, of a dude sitting in a chair. And I was like, we can definitely do that. So we did that. We just recre recreated the whole thing and we took three different one shot takes. And um, the one shots were cool, but we ended up chopping up and like made just like different cuts throughout it and it turned out really cool like we we shot it i think at 9 a.m or 10 a.m or something like that got done around two or three chowder's like what are you guys doing for the rest of the day to like the video team and they're like oh nothing he's like you want to come back to the studio edited it literally he got his piece and we edited half of it already and finished the rest throughout the weekend and just put it out just like that and what what about the shallow dimes, bro? Because I, I that's the recent one, and yeah, that that is fire, bro. Like, thank just you. All the lighting, the the lighting work that you guys did, and all the different scenes, yeah, were, with the sets, like it was Dude, another I'll level. Tell you, that is the mastermind, Jake Hale. He's a, he was our DP, and like he's been DPing mm -hmm. all the other shoots that we've been doing. Uh, yeah, so far after that, and he just like he knows video so freaking well and just lighting super fucking well that's important man yeah super important it's so, like he always has these crazy ass um just screenshots that he just sees from movies and stuff like that where he just knows like oh okay, references be cool here just be cool here and like he would he was one that really helped me like try like really made it make sense to, like make a treatment for me because mm. he, he made the treat he made i made a treatment for shallow and he made a treatment for shallow and we just combined both of it. Put together, yes. Yeah. yeah. So the challenge by both of them was like, okay, let's just do both. And it was Even that that filter, man, you guys use with like it's like a, almost psychedelic a bit. Oh, like, and that is ghost, my man. Ghost effects, is eh? a mad man, yeah. Sick. Yes, he is crazy. So he's he's doing like a bunch of stuff for us right now too. I'm just excited. We have a bunch of stuff that's coming yeah. out that's gonna catch everyone off guard, like that's the the switch-ups will be a lot different. And um, you guys had a lot of work before this whole quarantine that were kind of yeah. like dashed. Yeah, yeah. So we filmed one video that mm. I'm not going to name what it is. Yeah, but we sure. filmed one video. Um, hopefully it'll be out soon. And that's going to be like, that's my favorite one. I'll say that. Yeah. That's my favorite sure, one. Sure, yeah. Sure. My favorite one for excited, sure. Bro. Um, and we just have a lot of like, content that we surrounded around coming up right now too that i think a lot of people will be excited about that's amazing because yeah. talk to me about because you do other photos too man because i've seen the, the photos of like dapper dan and like mm -hmm. these legends so it's like talk to me about like those photos and how you came about to taking those um so the dapper dan one was at a3c this past october mm. and, um, in atlanta yeah in atlanta and one of like I would say, uh, I mean, I can, I would consider him a mentor, but like, we're like more really good friends. I don't even know if he considered me a mentee, but like he, like he just puts me on a game and stuff like that. He does it to everyone. And he's like the, I would say the godfather in a sense. I'll, I'll dub him as a godfather of photographers in Atlanta right now. His name is Tinzin and he was running the whole A3C convention 
mm. for the photography side. And he was like, he brought me on, brought one of my, uh, few of my other homies on. Nice. He was like, yo, just shoot for the conference, and, like do what you can. And, like with all the passes they have, like uh, people and guests that walk in and stuff, it's super hard to get into where you want to get, I guess. And I mean, knowing Tenzin, he, I mean, he shoots at other festivals and stuff like that. And like, he would tell me his stories of like, before he had access of what he would do. You gotta do whatever you gotta do, you That's know? It. You gotta get that shot, bro. Exactly. So when they would close the doors to get into like the backstage rooms and stuff where like the people were just sitting and just chilling like the green rooms and the interview rooms, I would just walk in with the crowd of people who were just walking yeah. in and just sit in the corner of the room and see what I can do. And the Dabber Dan, when I did that, and then they started like, everyone's gotta leave, everyone's gotta leave. And um, one of the guys I knew at the time in that room, he was um, he was the one that was directing everyone where to go and stuff like that. And he was like, I started leaving. He's like, no, you can stay. I was like, fuck. Hey, <laughs> gave him the pass, uh, sat in the corner. I was just snapping all the photos I could get. Um, ended up with that crazy Dapper Dan photo. As soon as I took it, I was it's just wild. like, I showed everyone in the room, I was like, look at this shit. I was like, Bro, that's, <laughs> this shit's crazy. That's a beautiful photo, man. Like, so Thank well, you. like, framed and, like, the lighting and everything. It was just, yeah. like, like killing, bro. bro. I yeah. mean, I feel like um, with what a lot of photographers uh, nowadays, or at least new ones, um, don't realize is how much power you have with your camera. Mm. Um, and when I started, I think, like, it was about four years ago, and I, like, four years into me shooting, I started realizing how powerful, like, what I can do with my camera. Like, don't worry about necessarily your ISO. Don't worry about all the other shit that you think is going to make your photo grainy. Like, push your camera to where you think your limit is and see what you can do. Because, like, that photo, the lighting, everything like that, that was all natural light. Like, nothing. Right. That was, like, freaking overhead, like, panel lights in a room. In a right, computer. yeah, yeah. yeah. And just focus on what you can do in the post. I feel like that's the most important thing because sure. your camera's going to retain the information. And if you can get good lighting out of the camera ready, like just have the histo learn how to read a histogram. And if you know the histogram makes sense and like mm -hmm. um, the levels where it should be, once you bring it in post, it's going to be so much more easier to work with. Yeah. Because when it's in post, it's like a canvas, bro. You just, yeah. Like, um, yeah. You can just go start doing anything you want to. As, but like if you have the perfect raw image sky's the limit yeah, yeah sky's the limit for that do you have any early like or just in general influences like photographers that you look up to or yeah or um, creatives joel olson he was a conceptual photographer kara kara Cobus. like i was really huge in the Flickr community like, i never okay. yeah i didn't communicate with anybody but like, i was right. always observing yeah just like trying to see like what they're doing and stuff like that and see like what i can do and that's really how i got into conceptual like imagery and like trying to like make these whole like fantasy worlds and stuff like that and then it's, it's weird <laughs> so like my my <laughs> photography started really conceptual and then it got very like just senior portraits very formal and stuff like that learning how to like make portraits as that was when i started uh, learning about sam hurd He's like mm. this crazy portrait photographer. Shot I gotta like, check him out. Yeah, yeah he's amazing. Um, so I started learning about him and then college freshman year, I started getting to the island photography and that was when I was talking about Swopes. She, she does like all of her images on her phone. I think I've seen, yeah, yeah, I think I've seen that. 
is insane how she makes these compositions like she makes like chicago her playground basically right and she just puts waterfalls throughout the city like in the weirdest places adds the giraffe in like on a skyscraper somewhere bro this is my favorite photo you took bro by the way thank you i i love like the, what you use in the corner too ah yeah the textures and everything the so textures so crazy with all the the shit that I started learning, I just combined everything and sort of like massive what I could make. And so I started doing that. And I'm Crazy. glad it turned out cool, I guess. Yeah. No, yeah. I love it, man. I kept looking at it earlier. I was like, damn, that, he killed it. Thank you. But um, yeah. I don't, did you, probably not. So like, I was doing a lot of collages. Um, oh yeah? Before. Okay. I didn't know that. Nice. Yeah. So that's what got me into the whole texture thing. Mm, nice. Um, I think somebody, so yeah, somebody in my fraternity, one of my brothers was like, that's a cool like thing. It'll probably look cool like kids are doing it nowadays. I'm like, oh, I guess. So I started learning about collages and stuff. Um, I think sophomore year of my college. Um, and then it was, it was the weirdest thing to learn because learning how to composite and cut out images is, I think the most tedious thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> just cutting and just sitting there and making sure everything fits. So a little sauce I'm gonna throw out there is like, I don't cut any of my stuff. So what I do is I just change all my overlays and, and, and all my- um, Take the transparency. Yeah, all my transparencies. Yeah. I don't know the technical terms, sorry. No, <laughs> I just know where it is. <laughs> but yeah, I change all my transparencies and I stack my textures on each other yeah. And I just play around and once I get it to where I wanted to get, I usually turn into a smart image. Mm. And I then PNG like turn it into a PNG sort of, drag it back into the project and now it's its own sort of texture and its own layer. It's like right. I'm trying to make it di as different as possible because I don't want anything to to look as similar as the next person, like what the next person is doing or where my inspiration came from. I never want to bite somebody. I always right. want to be inspired, but I never want to just completely be like, oh, I'm gonna do that. Have your own style to it. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Like, you can always be inspired by someone, and but it's very hard to not not copy them because a lot of people. I feel like I see the most similar stuff around. For sure. like, bro, like you can just put your own twist to this and make it so much cooler. Yeah. And stuff like that. Just even set this one, bro. Color. The uh, the red one you took, bro. This one's crazy, bro. Ooh. Like, I was actually glow? just talking. Thank you. What? The funny story behind that was, I, we shot that like two years ago. I was talking to the guy today, and like, I had posted it, I think a few months after we had shot it. He was like, no, 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 no. Like, this is for my cover later. I was like, oh, shit. I didn't even know this is for a cover. <laughs> so I had to take it down, but eventually we ended up getting to put it back up. And it was probably like one top 10 of my favorite photos I've ever taken. So fire, bro like i love the glow man that you that you added to it thank you and the colors and yeah super clean and there's a sort there's some sort of like a grain to it too like a texture to it you got the eye man yeah you see everything okay <laughs> for sure so, i'm super subtle with the grain too i like put like 25 like super tiny fine yeah grains but there's it. some lines there's some some yeah 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 that's what i started realizing like if you put very minimal textures in your photos like everything is always gonna like 
anywhere you upload it, it's going to compress. Um, mm -hmm. If you text it to someone, it's going to super compress. Any, any method other than like, I guess Dropbox and and AirDrop are the two best methods right now is what everyone says. Um, but it still is super, like if you don't put any grain or any super fine texture to it, it, it just looks flat to me. I feel exactly. like the colors get sure. super lost and I feel like mm -hmm. everything just gets super, just ugh, in a sense, yeah. it's bad. But when I started adding the minimal textures to it, it's, it gave it the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It gave it the sharpness that it needed when right. I when I started uploading it. And I definitely noticed that. What's, what's your process when you edit? Do you, do you make a few different versions at first and then kind of like sit uh, on it for a couple of days sometimes and like go back to it? Yeah. yeah. I, like, I like the process of like, editing something in the moment you think it's dope and then maybe tomorrow you'll wake up and look at it and be like mm -hmm. oh, i don't like it like it just i don't know sometimes i don't know what's the process for you yeah no that's definitely true i i this past year i've definitely come a lot more into the issue where like, i i would edit something and i'm not too com fully committed to it and it just frustrates the hell out of me so like i try to like an advice i got was to just keep it moving don't just keep it stagnant don't don't just focus all your energy on one photo if, mm. if you think you've reached the end point at the moment for that photo go to the next one same way i apply that shit to my music if i don't like the beat i'm gonna go to the next one right now because if you just sit there you're just gonna waste it and by the time you think you got to where you want to get you probably didn't and you're just tired and you don't even want to do it anymore you're just unmotivated. so just keep it going um, yeah but with my photos, the the method that I would go into is I build my own um, presets. I've never put it out there. Probably never gonna put my presets out there to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I built something. So it's like I have an all around one, and it just I apply that to my image. And what it is is it's not a preset to where it's final. It's just my preset of where I want to start. Mm. Um, and then on top of that. I start editing the image right i think that's where a lot of people at least when they approach me to like um see if i can like get stuff done and stuff like that they're like oh it doesn't take that long i'm like i actually edit every photo individually i just add a little thing and i because i want every photo to be its best right because every photo if i feel like presets are such a um a scam because nothing's gonna look the same for that photo Exactly. Yeah. Every photo has different lighting, different yeah. positions. Yeah. It's, it's not going to make sense to use a preset for the same photo, or not the same preset for different photos, like, and just continually doing that. For sure. Man, like, just being around, because you've been around a lot of, you know, bright minds and, and, you know, in studio spaces, Dreamville and all these people. What's, like, one piece of advice or, like, some game that you had that really stuck with you? Because um, there's probably a lot. <laughs> Yeah, there are a lot, but like the the biggest one to me was to it was it was probably that was not to overwork yourself or like just like not to overstretch yourself because that I mean that was my biggest struggle because I mean uh, like just going from the transition of taking a break from school, um, I was working as. My sister was creative director at Uber Eats um, at the time in Atlanta when they're starting up. So like, she gave me a photographer's position there. So like, I was shooting restaurants and stuff like that. 
she was grooming and not grooming but like they uber eats brought in somebody like i guess have her groom him and then he had eventually like took her spot and she moved elsewhere in the company right and i hated the guy he was like the worst person the guy to work with and that's that and the whole situation of where i was mentally there was probably what drew me and like just made me just absolutely hate photography at the time <laughs> and I just couldn't figure out how I wanted to um, bounce back because I didn't even know if I wanted to even do photography anymore. Right. Yeah, I mean, it was cool. It was a change up. But I was saying like, it It just, it was a hard, it just, I didn't know how to handle it. The, right. Because everyone, everyone will just manage how they want to manage their own way. And for me, I just didn't know how to manage everything at the time. Mm. And um, when everyone, when I was learning, like, or just getting advice from people and stuff like that, and they told me, like, yo, like, you can get shit done, but, like, just do it your way and do what you're good at. And right. you'll, you'll be where you want to be. And I didn't get it at the time. Like, it made sense. I was like, okay, like, I guess I'll find people to put together. But when I actually, like, had my projects and the projects after that and started actually realizing, okay, this makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I right. get what they're saying now. That, that was probably my biggest relief because having, um, knowing that I have a support net in a sense. Right. Was, was the biggest thing. At the end of the day, like there, there are moments where I get super frustrated and stuff like that. I know that. Um, and, and like, I, cause I get frustrated because I'm the person in communication with everybody being like the director and then being that and like the creative director and stuff like that. But it made me, realize how to communicate better and it made me realize how to um work better and yeah like, smarter work smarter yeah, delegate and, exactly yeah, it's a challenge so, for a lot of all, all those experiences and especially that one advice i probably wouldn't have made it this far to be honest wow yeah that's that's beautiful bro what about uh humility city like what is that all about dude it's I just seeing it more and more yeah it's the essence of humility like humility city is the message of being who you are at your core just being like the most organic version of yourself and like being okay with it because at the end of the day like I've now especially during this quarantine i've been having like talks with my friends like friends who i never even knew i'll talk about this stuff with it's just like people don't really um look at themselves at the end of the day and realize who they are or who they want to be at because they're so caught up with where they are in the present, in the moment, and stuff like that. And I mean, like, I, I've seen it, and like, I feel like a lot of other people have seen it too, where, like, say, for example, like, somebody's older who gets laid off in their 50s or 40s or something who's still working, and like, they fall into a super, like, depressive state and they don't know how to cope with it, right? You would know how to cope with it if you took the time for yourself now. Mm. And if you knew how to handle, those obstacles that life are going to throw at you, that's how you're going to really make it through. I feel like, um, and, yeah, taking a yeah. moment to step back, self reflect. Exactly. And, Just having self awareness. And like, that's, that's, I feel like humility. Cause a lot of people who, or at least I've seen in social media who are like saying, okay, it's okay to do this. It's not like, don't be shy to like put your music out there or something like that. And like people who get shit on, like for putting stuff in like people are like, oh, that's bad or something like that. that <laughs> That's you being humility. 
that's you being yourself to your core. Like that's, and that's who you should be going for because right. like at the end of the day, fuck what the other people say. So they're not gonna, inside, man. Yeah. yeah, they're not gonna be with you every day in the moment seeing what you're doing. Like they don't know what you're like putting in. Like you're not, they don't see the hundred hours that you do. They don't right. see the fucking music that you make that you don't want to put out yet because you probably want to wait for a bigger release. It's all this stuff that compiles into the humility, I feel like. That's and, cool, man. That's yeah. a, bro, that's a great uh, description, man. Yeah. God, I'm childish. I to fucking <laughs> explain it to everybody. But like, that's, at least that's my interpretation of me. I, and what's, uh, you guys are like a collective? Is it a label? Like, what is, um, like, is it an album coming know. out? It's not an album. I'll it's tell you. It's kind of lifestyle that you guys Yeah, have. it's just, it's just, for me, it's, it's, uh, it, honestly, it could be a mantra, at least for me. Right. It's like just being humility, just being yourself. But um, for what he has plans of it, that's on him. (laughs) (laughs) That's on him. I love that. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, man, just uh, before we get into the Q&A and everything, um, what's like a special moment that you could look back on on your journey so far the last few years? It was the Reebok Dirt Road Diamond show we had back in May. This past, this past uh, 2019, um, Groove was DJing, Childish had a custom, Reebok, like over, overall suit they made. Like, it was just, everybody was there. Like, my friends were there, like, even I invited. I had family there. It was, they had family there. It was just, like, that moment where, like, it, it felt unreal to just be like, did this actually happen? <laughs> to right. actually all come, come together right. um, like having all like the day one fans that he knows and stuff like that um having where that was that was that atlanta yeah that was in atlanta so funny enough it was across the street from his apartment complex too so we just we pre-gamed at his place walked over <laughs> and like we just felt good like there was a moment backstage where um it was I can't remember whose birthday it was. I think it was some, it was this guy named G um, who works at the studio. And I think it was his birthday. And like all the people at the, uh, the studio were there. There's like the people who work there and stuff like that. Like, they're all there backstage with us and uh, just taking, like we just had this one toast and stuff like that. I have like six, I had like six or eight snaps or something like that um, from there. <laughs> I'll probably pull it up at one point. Um, I don't remember where it is, but uh, it was just, like I had to put my camera down. It was after that. It was the moment. It was just like, this. This is it. Like this. Yeah, is, embrace it. Yeah. Like this is what we put off. Cause the A3C show for the Wusaw drop. Um, mm-hmm. it was the month after the Billboard drop and the month before the Big Crit tour. Like that was cool, but um, it it wasn't to the scale of what the Duro Diamond show was. And the Duro was real, right? Like you have people in yeah. front of you. Like a photo that gets published or something. It's beautiful. It's exciting. But mm-hmm. to have that feeling in real life with your friends, yeah. with the people you you guys worked with to get there, sure, satisfying. Yeah. And and yeah, it was it was his moment to shine for sure. And like the message behind Dirt Road Diamond and stuff like that, it just it felt like Dirt Road to Diamond in that moment for sure. <laughs> yeah, the puns, bro. You said the shine too. That's probably one of my favorite uh, Childish tracks. Ah, that yeah. we did a music video for that too. And uh, bro, like any tips, advice for any up and coming uh, photographers out there or creatives in general that want to work with like musicians? Because I think that's a big thing for a lot of these creatives. They want to really like 
you know, they want to work with people in the industry and, and get into the music industry. So what's kind of like some tips that you have? No, for sure. The biggest tip that I ever got was from um, a photographer from Atlanta named Cam Kirk. He oh, said, yeah. yeah. He said, don't <laughs> find an artist that you really believe and want to like just work with and be that to them. Like go a hundred percent with them. And like, I always worked with everybody else. Um, and I hated it. Like there were some artists where it was like, it was cool. It was fun. There's some artists where I was like, the fuck? <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> I said, I don't want to work with you. Right. And, and when, um, I guess the opportunity to work with Childish came out, I was just like, I mean, I knew his, I probably knew two or three songs, but like the main thing for me that made me want to work with him was, um, his eye for everything, like his look and, and his creativity is like unmatched and unparalleled to anyone i've ever worked with he thinks of everything right so not only the music but it's the videos yeah. the visuals the, exactly the, the he, he, he is like i mean in in terms of like um entertainment and like especially in musical theater like there's a triple threat like this man is like a quadruple threat or something like that that's what someone said earlier and i was like yep he's a quadruple threat for sure Damn. but like he he caters to the needs of what i would need to get done for him Mm. And I think that's the most appreciative thing I can can take from like our our work relationship, because if you find an artist that you want to work with and they don't care about their visuals and stuff like that, yeah, they might give you the keys to to go crazy and do that, but you think it's fire and they don't, that's gonna kill your entire vibe of working with right, them. Right, for sure. And like, want to feel that excitement together, you know? Yeah, and especially if you know like this is gonna be like okay i think this will really help you bro like i think this will be a good look and they're just not on board like you can't you can't do that but like if you find an artist who's willing to sit there and like figure stuff out and make stuff happen by not just like letting you do it on your own but like actually cares about like what's being made then like it's gonna make your livelihood in this industry your passion and then she a lot better and a lot stronger. Mm. It's just Since like that. when do you produce, bro? It's like, bro, this guy does directing, photography, <laughs> and produces, bro. His groove, best friend of all time. Like he, um, he's always like, send me some melodies and like that. So like, growing up, my mom put me, my brother, and my sisters always in lessons. So like, I picked up the piano, and I played piano my entire life, and uh, guitar here and there. But my brother's a guitarist and singer. Um, so I started making loops. Like I put music off as soon as I picked up the camera. But once I get back with childish and everything, like I was immersed in music twenty four seven again. So like I was just like, I gotta make music. And then um, childish actually invited me to the Revenge of the Dreamers camp last year in January. Crazy. Yeah, I'm a visual <laughs> learner, so like that was my dream. Cause like trying to learn how to make music was the hardest thing for me. Cause I played live instruments. Mm. And I always thought that me recording, me myself playing like live was me producing. I mean, it is now I understand that, but like, I didn't know how to manipulate it to make it into like an actual arrangement or something like that. To compose it like on the yeah. computer, yeah. So when I saw how they were doing it there, I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. And then 
months after that, I started making loops and stuff and just making like just random stuff I could think of. The group was like, yeah, just send me some stuff, bro. Sam That's probably something. the best class you could have taken right there, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that was like the master the class, the teachers, master bro. classes, dude. Are you kidding me? That was like, wow. class. <laughs> For a week straight, I was learning from the best. I was like, damn, this is the craziest thing of all time. <laughs> um, but yeah, Groove took something. He sent, he's like, yo, check this out. He sent it to me. I was like, oh, bro, Childish got him something that I made. I was like, what? Yeah. And he was like, nah, dude, that's not even the best part. Luda's going to be on it. I was like, <laughs> I, I, shut up, dude. Shut up. Don't. I didn't believe him. I didn't, I didn't think that it was anything that was true or capable. I was just like, what the fuck? I was just starstruck at the time, and I was just in awe of, like, how it worked out because – that was not, I feel like, a conventional method at all of how right. stuff is usually made. And but, do you see yourself now, like, doing more of that? Like, producing Yeah, more? I yeah. want to get back into music so much more. Like, um, I mean, during this quarantine, I've been making so much music. Like, because, like, as soon as I wake up, I try to just knock out all childish work. And then as soon as I finish childish work, I'm just like, okay, I just make music and just play video games for the rest of the day. Right. <laughs> just do what I want to do. So like I spent half the time making music and it's just nice being at home now too because my brother's just upstairs. So like if I make something and like yo just come downstairs and we can just record and let it reference down. Nice. And it's just super, just fast. It makes Natural, sense. Man, yeah. And you have a you seem to have a talented family too, bro. That keeps you uh, creative. Tries, yeah. it? tries. Yeah. I guess like what's what's next for you in terms of uh, well how are you dealing with this uh, quarantine? You're still staying creative. <laughs> yeah. Project to, to do. Um, the most, uh, the biggest thing is, um, just trying to pivot right now, trying to figure out. Okay, we we can't freaking go on a show at least hope minimum for a, a year and a half. Probably. It's crazy, bro. Yeah. yeah. So just trying to find out how we can cater to our audience, um, without you know being there. <laughs> Right. And, yeah, yeah. And I feel like Twitch and and all this other stuff, Discord, um, YouTube Live, IG Live, like all these social media platforms that are giving people the ability to communicate and connect at real time, and like all this other stuff is probably the coolest and like most innovative. It it could be the most creative way to for sure. And it's just finding the way to do it. And that's, that's what I've been trying to figure out. Yeah. yeah. The approach is definitely the biggest key. And the way you guys approach this whole quarantine thing, genius, bro. Then, bro, it's it's funny, man. We were in Toronto and we were kind of taking it not as serious because we didn't know, you know, like it was just, it wasn't yeah. as serious yet. And we were in Toronto and we, we got back from our trip and everything hit, bro, the day of. And I'm like, mm -hmm. damn, like, what do we do? You know, like as a clothing brand, we actually, we're, we're supposed to go to Atlanta. Yeah, yeah I'm supposed you to be didn't like know. You're supposed to come. Yeah. Yeah. Already supposed to be this. You're already supposed to be here. Yeah, it was supposed to be like this weekend, bro. Oh my God. Yeah. So we had this whole thing planned. We had these like this merch we're working on. Yeah. Like, thank God nothing went into production, but we had the samples and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a whole rollout, you know, and a bunch of other things. So when we got back, we're just like, "What's the move? What do we do?" You know. Yeah. So we have to adapt really quickly and. uh yeah, I've been enjoying myself just having these discussions, man, with creatives like you, learning about people's paths and journeys and just showing love back to the people that, you know, brought us 
where we are today and showed us us that love so oh, for it's, sure. it's a pleasure bro and uh it's been beautiful to yeah connect with you bro i appreciate you taking your time to do this too man it's, no uh, i appreciate you dog like yeah. i hate public speaking <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, that's why you text me i was like i don't know <laughs> bro before this i never yeah. there wasn't a face to the brand you know so this was yeah. like super new bro when we like did our first live we're like yo should we do this like how do we do this and like mm -hmm. Just by putting your face more out there and, and talking, you kind of get used to it. But it was my biggest fear, bro, like before yeah. this shit. Yeah. No, it was definitely, <laughs> I was like, fuck, 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 throughout the entire day. I was like, what did yeah. I get myself into? I, I good, hate bro. stuff like this. But um, yeah. I know I appreciate you bringing me on to this because, like, yeah, like, um, secret tip number two. <laughs> Sorry, I totally oh, forgot man. about The this more one. game you can give, the better. Yeah. Yeah. Deshaun taught me this one. Be comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm. And I take that into every meeting, into every um, phone call, like everything I go into. Cause like, I'm a very nervous guy at the end of the day. Like my nerves are kind of like jittery. Like I don't really show it, but like my heart starts pounding. And that's like the worst when you start like, oh God, stop, stop, stop. But um, yeah, this, this Be is like- comfortable being uncomfortable. Uncomfortable, yeah. This was my being uncomfortable, being comfortable, being uncomfortable moment. And I'm super comfortable now. So I really appreciate Amazing, that. bro. That's yeah. it, man. You gotta break those barriers, man. Yes, yeah, sir. Just, I love no, it. No, definitely. That's break it. a barrier every day. hundred. <laughs> so we got a couple questions that came in from, oh, and anyone that has questions, uh, just submit it right now. We have Al for a few more minutes. So we have questions from Eliza. Uh, so she said, when did you first find yourself falling in love with creating? Uh, probably with music. Um, when I was super young, just trying to piece, or piece notes together. Cause like, I didn't know, like, well, I didn't really know chords and stuff like that. Um, right. what I would do was I would listen to the song. I would just have my headphones in and I would just like, okay, this, this note this is the note they played in the song. Okay, this is the note that they played afterwards. This note. And I would just try to form the chords of what I could hear in, in each note. Like I would try to, it was, if, if you know musical terms, there's perfect pitch. I didn't have perfect pitch, but like I could listen and make out the pitch of a chord. Mm. And that was my, my first like creativity, like taste. And that's what got me like, oh, this is fun. This, this is so much better than putting numbers together <laughs> <Or> like, <laughs> <writing. Yeah. laughs> it's like being a kid it's like the best exactly. thing of all time you're just like whoa this this is cool this is so cool yeah <laughs> feeling young yeah that that was definitely my first moment that i fell in love with like create creating at least nice yeah that's beautiful bro and uh she had another question she said what what advice can you give to someone breaking into photography try weird shit yeah, experiment. <laughs> like, yeah no like but like experiment to the extreme like don't i feel like with photography nowadays what i've been seeing a lot is just especially with music photography kids photo pit 30 kids flash on the cam off, off flash on the camera and literally just point you point you point you mm. do something different like experiment with angles experiment with objects that you can hold in front of your camera to make a glare use use flat like use colored um use gels over your flash use like all this other stuff because one of the biggest um bears i had 
that wasn't video on the on tour was learning how to make each day different than the last in photos at least because you don't want the same photo every night and you don't want your the person that you're that you're taking these photos for to post the same photos every night that's true eh? and in, especially in like the, the the world of like concerts yeah you're gonna have similar pictures with the exactly end. you have to get creative and finding different ways so like when you have the moments especially now to like all the free time to just try and experiment do it like set up a, a prop object somewhere and, and shoot it laying down or something like do something crazy like go yeah like don't just like when i'm talking about experiment i'm not talking about just the photo i'm talking about your stance with like where you're where you're laying like all this other stuff to where you can be comfortable doing that like in at a concert you know because you're never gonna know where people are gonna be standing in the pit and if there's gonna be a 30 people in this one area where the best shot is guess what? They're all going to get the same best shot. The same but thing. if you're over there and you get a better shot from them, you have the one best shot that nobody else has. That's it. It's yeah. a great tip, bro. For any photographers out there, man, <laughs> listen you. to Al, bro. That's some game. But yeah. yeah another question that said, how do you balance each one of your craft? That's a good one. Oh, that was a good one. Uh, the best analogy I could give to her is just, what um, childish always says is like water your flowers. I, I would treat, I mean, he applies it to another method, but I can apply it to, um, I guess my work. Cause if you give too much water to photography, your music, your passion for music at least is gonna be depleted. But if you take time for each, you're always gonna love it. Cause like I can tell you right now where I'm at, with all my work, photography is probably your video music at the moment. Oh, wait, music, creative directing. Right. <laughs> yeah, I got to creative direct always at the first. Right. Um, take the time and, and you never know where your crafts can align. You never know. Mm. Your crafts can always align if you make them. Um, like, and that's what I was talking about with my graphic design and the cover I have for my brother. If I, if I didn't, revert back to like a skill that I hadn't used before, I probably would have just been like, let's shoot another photo or something. Right. And I think it goes back to you saying like, not forcing things too, right? Like if you're doing something, you're working on a photo and you're like, you know, spending too much time on it and it's stressing mm -hmm. you, like move on to the next thing, go start making a beat or something and just keep that flow going. I think that's for sure. Yeah. 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 You don't have to just go to edit another photo. Exactly. Don't make the beat. Exactly. Just stay creative. Try to like do stuff that's gonna motivate you to just keep creating. Cause like yeah. I feel like it, where we are right now, like that's all you can do is either just take time and just relax or just actually create. And that's what a lot of people are doing. Whether it is in in like entertainment stuff or it is in like cooking and or like designing, you know. Right. Like there's a lot of different ways you can create right now. Like. My entire Instagram feed right now is all food, dude. I'm just looking at like recipes of like what I could probably yeah. make. Yeah, <laughs> cooking is key, bro. Yeah, like, man, it's an art, bro. It's an art. Definitely an art. Like with all the things that you use to make it good, and like, and you gotta learn how to cook for the for the ladies too, bro. You know, you gotta. It's you gotta it's gonna teach you patience. That. <laughs> baking, that is patience. Baking is another thing, bro. Yeah, yeah I don't. I'm not patience. a baker. It's yeah. tough, man. 
<laughs> I just I just do the pre pre made package of the, the pre. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Man, yeah. Thank you, bro. Thanks again for doing this. I wish you guys the best on your journey. Hopefully, we cross paths soon. Bro, uh, are you kidding me? Next time we're back in Canada, we gotta link. Like, for we, sure. Or when you come down here, hopefully you guys can like yeah. do the trip and everything. Bro, we could create, man. We should do create something yes. fun, man. Yeah, we have a lot I mean, of. Uh, yeah, new stuff coming up soon, so I'll I'll send you guys a care package. I was about oh, to yeah. say, me and Childers, we're about to um, we're planning like some shoots here and there soon. So like, nice. Whatever you got, bro. Know, like, we gonna, got like, we got some some heat, bro. We got some heat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah thank know, you for man. having me, dog. No worries, bro. Now keep it up, man. It's it's amazing Dude. to see your, your progress, bro. Yeah. You guys too. Are you giving me like to to the branding to the story to. To everything around, to the set behind you right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, you guys you exactly this team, bro? We got that, yeah, the in-house team, bro. No, Super that's, cool. bro, when you have the in-house team, you guys are unstoppable because everyone, everyone acts as a unit and everyone is holding each other accountable. Nothing can, like, ever fall apart. And I remember when meeting Chalish, that's the, 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 the biggest thing I kind of retained from the, his conversation with me was the team. Because I, I feel like back then in 2018, he was kind of just starting to build a team. And he was telling mm -hmm. me about it and just how important that is. People around you, you know, and kind of move as a unit, like you said, bro. I think yeah. that's the key, man. Yeah. It's it's super important, bro. Like if you don't if, if you don't have a team that's pushing you every day, that's pushing each other every day. Sorry, excuse me. And um and just making sure that everyone's just doing the best work they can make that day and the next day and the next day and the next day. Like, it pushes you, yeah. It pushes you, and that is the one thing that the one thing that's keeping me going during this whole quarantine, creatively wise. Funny enough, is the Last Dance documentary of Michael Jordan that they've been airing. Yo, that that's been fired. Yeah. yeah, and like what his teammates said about like yo, like when that man is on the court every day, even in practice, and like, and he's your leader, and he's going one hundred ten percent. Like you just gotta go one hundred ten percent a day. I was actually thinking of that, bro, on my walk two days ago after I watched that episode mm -hmm. and I was just like, man, that's what it's all about. It's like it, the people around you, if they're working, like you said, that hard, everyone's going to want to match yeah. that level of, you know, work. No, exactly. Cause you, you don't want to leave your, you don't want to leave your teammates down. You know, you want to win. So you're going to have exactly, to. Bro. And winning with your team is probably the best way to win anything. Sure. Yeah. It's the best. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah, man. Bro, I'm proud of you guys, man. Keep it Dude, up, man. Are you kidding me? You guys are killing it, man. Like, <laughs> I'm still wearing my shit. Like, I still hey, have this. Come on. All the way. It's like white. one of the best hoodies. But um, Cozy. I appreciate this. I appreciate you letting me be uncomfortable, getting comfortable here. <laughs> That's what it's um, all about. But yeah, any anything that you guys ever want to work on, just hit me up. For sure, bro. Especially. Yeah, much love, bro. Take care. Right. Be safe, man. To you, man. Peace. Peace. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. We hope that you guys enjoyed it. I mean, we're just here stuck at home on our couches recording these class discussions with artists, creatives, and entrepreneurs with the purpose to inspire you guys. So subscribe, share, and, you know, send this to one of your favorite classmates. Stay home, guys. Stay safe. And stay tuned for some more class discussions with the Dean94. Much love. Peace.
We know the honor finna come through in the back running. Just pulled up here and me, but believe me, it's more coming. Across the room, she eyeing me, and honestly, she's stunning. Oh, yeah, I still a take a bag to keep the beast running. It's still grinding like ain't no bag, and we ain't did nothing. Still know we good, still know we go, still got a way to go. They got a hand in every plate, don't let them play with you. Pressure on my shoulder, where the world, man, the world ain't fair. Thank <laughs> you. 